This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, welcome back. Well, the NHL playoffs get underway tomorrow. I believe uh, the Calgary Anaheim series starts on Thursday night. And, you know, it's going to be an exciting playoffs. I think I'm really looking forward to this. There, there, are, there are certainly a few teams you could look at and say, you know what, they could win it all this year. Uh, there's some really good teams. And, look, there's some, there's some dark horse teams as well. What stands out, though, is the fact that there were no Canadian teams last year. And it really seemed as though the ratings dropped, interest in the playoffs dropped last year. It's not the case this year. Five NHL teams, including, of course, the center of the universe, the biggest NHL market uh, in Canada, the Toronto Maple Leafs, are there. Alberta's two teams are there. Uh, so I think it's, it's significant. Obviously, to the broadcasters, the people televising these games, they love it. The more Canadian teams are in, the more Canadian eyes are going to be on the TV. That's good. I think from a fan's perspective, though, I think even though Calgary fans typically don't really cheer for the Edmonton Oilers or, for that matter, any other Canadian team, hey, I do think it matters to Canadians. I did get the sense that people last year were unhappy. That maybe if your team's out, maybe people are willing to cheer for another Canadian team. Get them interested in it. Joining us for some thoughts, Scott Stinson joins us, national sports columnist with Post Media. Scott, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Real good. So it is quite something, isn't it, that we went from zero Canadian teams last year to five this year. So how did that happen? Well, in fact, we went from five to zero to five. <laughs> if you go back three years. Uh, it is weird. I, I, I think to a certain extent, um, if you think about it, there's 16, there, you know, 16 teams qualify. There's 30, there's going to be 31 teams in the league. So about half of them. I mean, just by sheer math, there should probably be three to four Canadian teams in every year. And I guess some years they're going to have a little more than that. Some years are going to have a little less. And once every 40 years or so, the odds are going to suggest you might have none. And I think that's really what happened last year. There's no real overarching explanation for why all of a sudden there was no Canadian teams in the playoffs, despite the fact that we all did a lot of navel-gazing and you know, trying to suggest if if there were larger problems at stake, were these markets particularly difficult to play in? You know, all sorts of reasons were sort of thrown out there. And then 12 months later, boom, five teams are back in again. So I tend to think it's just it's just a matter of the teams have to be well run. If you have bad management and and foolish decision making, then over time, you know, that team is probably not going to get into the playoffs. And if you have good decision making and good coaching and good young players then you will. And, I mean, the two best examples of that right now are Edmonton and Toronto, where they both had bad management for a long time. Mm-hmm. They uh, finally got lucky, frankly, in both winning the draft lottery in a year where there was sort of a generational talent available. And all of a sudden, they're back in the playoffs. And, and everyone can point to the fact that they have better management now and they're better run organizations. But neither of the team would be in the playoffs were it not for Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. And a lot of that came down to luck. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's no correlation between how much you care about hockey and how good your team is, right? Because, <laughs> But it almost got really the sense not. last year that that's kind of how people felt about it, that what, what's happened here? We love hockey. Why are none of our teams in the playoffs? But there's, there's no connection there. 
No, and people people do like to, I mean, I, I believe Brian Burke has said something to that effect a couple times uh, on the record of, of some this idea that the Canadian markets can kind of smother their teams with love. And it's it's we're so into it and there's such a pressure cooker and there's so much attention on it. Well, therefore, it makes it hard for them. But I, I'm not, I just don't really buy that argument in the sense of there are lots of sports markets that are very into their teams. You know, the Boston Red Sox are a big deal, and the Boston Red Sox managed to win some World Series recently. The New York Yankees, you couldn't have a more passionate, intense market than New York, and they were, you know, they've been through a hard time recently, but they were obviously very successful for a long time, and even in recent times with the big media market. So I, I think that argument, you know, it might affect certain players who might say, I would rather just take the free agency money from Nashville and go live in a city where no one's going to know who I am than necessarily play in Montreal or Toronto or Calgary. Um, but I don't think ultimately it's it's the fact that people pay a lot of attention to these teams that has caused them to be unsuccessful. I just think they've had you know bad drafts, bad trades, bad luck, whatever you want to call it. It's those combination of things, I think, that are more – relevant to their success or failure than the market that they happen to play. Yeah. But there is more of a national interest in Canada. In the U.S., I mean, anybody will watch the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter who's in the Super Bowl, right? But when it comes to the NHL playoffs, U.S. markets drive the ratings. If that team is in the, the finals, like there were huge numbers in Pittsburgh last year for the, the Penguins, mm-hmm. that tends to be how it, how it is there. So do Canadians watch the playoffs even if their team isn't in it? But I think the evidence the last year is no. I mean, the uh, the ratings really dropped significantly for Rogers, even in the early rounds. And we've seen over the years, you know, if you get to a finals and it's Carolina against Anaheim, for example, even in Canada, no one's really into that anymore. And part of that is just the playoffs go on so long, right? I mean, once you get into June, if your team isn't in it, hasn't been in it for six weeks, and you're out of your hockey pool, I think you start to have, you're really only getting now to the people who are really, really into, um, you know, hockey who want to watch that. So we have a bit, we have not nearly as much regionalism as the United States does when it comes to hockey, but I do think for the benefit of Rogers anyway, having the five Canadian teams this year is going to make a huge difference. And there's going to be a million stories about how much the ratings have gone up and, and yeah. you know, trying to draw some larger truth out of that. But it's really just there's Canadian teams in it now, so they're going to naturally bounce right people back. Are, yeah, people are watching their teams. I, I do mm-hmm. have a theory, and maybe it's because I kind of think this way, that, look, even if my team is not going to win the Stanley Cup, I want the team that wins it. <laughs> I want it to matter. I want the people in that city to care, <laughs> right? I want hundreds of thousands of people at that Stanley Cup parade. Do you think we as Canadians resent it? when markets like Anaheim or Carolina win the Stanley Cup? Oh, I think so. I, I mean, uh, it's hard not to feel that way a little bit when you get a... I mean, I, I covered an Anaheim playoff series a couple of years ago, and, I mean, other than in the immediate vicinity of the arena, nobody really is noticing that it's going on. There's just there's more people interested in the baseball game that's played across the street than necessarily the hockey game. And, I mean... Right. The, the players, they kind of embrace that to a certain extent because, again, they can wander to the arena in flip-flops in the middle of the season and no one's really paying any attention to them. It's, and they can live on the beach. It's, you know, a pretty sweet deal. But 
I don't think there's any doubt that, you know, some of these teams just have, for lack of a better word, the bandwagon fans. And in that Anaheim series, you know, they were really concerned that the opposing team, in this case it was Winnipeg of all teams, that would end up invading their arena because there's just that much more interest in the Winnipeg Jets even in Anaheim. I mean, and that's happened with them in the past, Chicago Blackhawks, the LA Kings. They've had teams that just end up flooding that market with opposing fans because the number of diehard Anaheim Ducks fans isn't really that large. So whether it's Anaheim or Carolina or obviously Phoenix, not that they've made the playoffs anytime recently, but that definitely, I think, has a sting for the Canadian teams and their fans when they see a, a, a Carolina, for example. I mean, Carolina and Anaheim have both won cups recently, and yet they've both had issues with attendance and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we saw a lot. I mean, Pittsburgh loves their hockey team. They're obviously sure. U.S. markets where the hockey team is a big deal. Yes, I don't think anybody begrudges Pittsburgh. I mean, they are they are a legit hockey market. New York cares about hockey. I mean, the Rangers do really well. They're not necessarily up there with the Giants and and some other New York things, but they're still they still do very well. Chicago obviously is as well. Even the LA Kings. I mean, that's a been around a long time now. I think they have really honest to goodness fans there who have fallen in love with the franchise over a number of decades. Uh, it's but there's still some hangers on, and I think that stuff does tend to make it all that more annoying when there's hardly any Canadian teams in the playoffs. If there's you know the Carolinas of the world that are having deep runs, right? Because even though we have five teams in this year, the other thing we can fret about is the fact that a Canadian team hasn't won the cup in a couple of decades. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So could it happen this year? Oh sure, I mean. <laughs> You know, the, the most likely candidate, I think, is Montreal just because they've got veterans, they've got Carey Price, they've been there, they've had some deep runs before, and really last year was kind of interrupted because Price was hurt for a long time. So I think Montreal is the best bet. It feels like the other teams, the Edmontons and the Calgarys and the Torontos and, and Ottawa, are not there yet. And But having said that, Rob, of course, I mean, crazy stuff happens in the NHL playoffs. The funny thing about trying to sort of prognosticate and handicap the NHL playoffs is that there is no sport that is more subject to just weird bounces and randomness than NHL hockey. And especially when you get into the potential for overtimes, strange stuff can happen. I mean, the President's Trophy winner, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but the President's Trophy winner loses on a fairly regular basis in yeah. the first or second round of the NHL playoffs. And in you look like the NBA, that never happens. The best teams over the regular season tend to get to the conference finals at least. But the NHL, that's not like that. It's, uh, it's much more of a coin flip. And for the Canadian teams that are kind of underdogs coming in, you know, that's obviously a benefit. Yeah, and, and I mean, on a more esoteric point, uh, some of the teams have complained this year about the playoff structure. Do you, do you think that's going mm. to change? I don't think so, only because it seems like the NHL doesn't listen to outside complaints. You know, like we've said a million times uh, you know, that they shouldn't expand to more southern U.S. markets, and yes. they expanded Las Vegas, and they kind of thumb their nose at what is the conventional wisdom for outsiders. So the fact that Everyone has pointed out, I think quite rightly, that the playoff format is stupid and it's going to match good teams against each other in the early rounds. Uh, they like this idea of having regional rivalries 
in the early rounds. And even if it's means of manipulating the bracket to make that work, that's, that's what they like to do. I'd love to see them go to one to eight in each conference and just say, this is, you know, the, you get the benefit of being the best team in your conference over the regular season. That means you're going to play the worst team. Mm-hmm. And then in the second round, you're going to play the second worst team. You know, the, the, like that's, that's, to me, would make a lot of sense, and it would solve, I think, some of those issues with the loser point and, you know, teams just playing for ties and shootouts and stuff like that. If if there was real incentive to finish first or second in your conference, then I think you'd probably have more teams playing for wins during the regular season. But what do I know? They, uh, I've had many suggestions for Gary Bettman, and, and surprisingly, <laughs> he isn't. He has not taken me up on that. Yeah, imagine that. All right. Well, uh, more at nationalpost.com. Scott, thanks for spending some time with us here today. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good one. All right. Enjoy the playoffs. Uh, there you go. Scott Stinson, national sports columnist for the uh, for Post Media, nationalpost.com. So I uh, didn't want to put him on the spot about any specific predictions or how he feels about uh, Calgary's team. It's kind of a question. I mean, do you watch the playoffs if your team isn't in it? I like this text here. It says, Rob, the only people that I know who watched last year were just checking their hockey pools. This year they have a chance to enjoy watching a home team. Uh, yeah, my, look, my kid loves the Pittsburgh Penguins, so we were quite into the playoffs last year, and it worked out pretty well for them in the end. And Pittsburgh's a fun and exciting team to watch. So what compels you to watch the playoffs? Now, yeah, you may have your home team to cheer for, but if Calgary's out, are you done? If Calgary loses to Anaheim, is that it? Are you done watching the playoffs? I mean, I think a lot of people watched Vancouver versus Boston. Did more Canadians watch Vancouver versus Boston as, you know, if it had been L.A. versus Boston or Chicago versus Boston? Do you watch the playoffs to watch great teams and great players? Do you watch it to watch your home team? I guess the other question is, do you watch it to watch other Canadian teams? If Calgary's not in, are you watching Vancouver? Are you watching Edmonton? Are you watching Toronto? Are you watching Montreal? I get Vancouver's not in. I just mean in, in general. In any given year. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Okay, here's the text from Cody. And let's let's explore this a little bit. Cody says, Rob, at this point, I'd just love any Canadian team to nab a cup. But why? Let's say, let's assume, Cody, I'm not sure what, but I think maybe I know what team Cody's cheering for, just looking at his previous text. So let's say Toronto or Montreal wins the Stanley Cup. Why does that matter more than, say, the Rangers or the Penguins or the Blackhawks winning the Stanley Cup? What does it matter? If that's not a team you cheer for, why do you care? What is it about a Canadian team winning the Stanley Cup that matters? I think when it happened more regularly, I don't think people made too big a deal about it. I don't remember in 90 or 93 people saying, wow, this is awesome, a Canadian team winning the Stanley Cup. Is it because... We want our fellow Canadians to experience that joy as opposed to American fans. Better fans in Toronto have that joy than fans in some U.S. market. Is that what it is? But even then, why? Right? It's not. This isn't best on best. This isn't Canada versus U.S. It's the NHL. There's 30 teams in the NHL. So it'd be 31. It's either your team or it's another team. That's what it comes down to. It's not the Calgary Flames winning the Stanley Cup, then it's somebody else. And does it matter? Now, personally, I often find reasons to want to root for a team, not necessarily because they're Canadian. 
Maybe because there are players on that team that, that you respect or you feel deserving of, of winning a cup. Or maybe you feel that the long-suffering fans in that market, that would be nice to see them win. So I do kind of find that angle sometimes if I'm watching the NHL playoffs. But I don't see the nationalism in, in it here. Right? I mean, the nature of the game is that, you know, you got Canadian players playing for U.S. teams. You got all kinds of different nationalities playing on Canadian teams. Right? Sidney Crosby is very much Canadian as he lifted the Stanley Cup next year. Did, did anybody say, oh, it's great to see a Canadian player lift the Stanley Cup? Right? We just look at it in terms of, well, Pittsburgh's, that's in the United States. Want a Canadian team to win the Cup. So I, that, I do find that interesting. I'm not sure why that is. But I think there are a lot of people out there like that. So if one of these Canadian teams can get going, I think people are going to watch the playoffs. I think Canadians will get behind the last Canadian team standing. I guess it's theoretically possible they could all be done in the first round, right? No Canadian teams are playing each other, I don't think. I just thought the top of my head, it could have been, oh, it was so close to being. All Toronto had to do was get a single point against, uh, was it Columbus on Sunday? It would have been the Battle of Ontario. If L.A. had beat Anaheim on Sunday, it would have been the Battle of Alberta. So, yeah, I mean, it could happen that all the Canadian teams could be out after the first round. Uh, San Jose is another. Look, I was cheering for Pittsburgh last year. I'm not going to be cheering for San Jose tomorrow either. But San Jose, there are players on San Jose that, that I respect. San Jose is not a typical hockey mark, but I think they've been good fans. You almost feel for them. I don't, I would, in a weird way, would like to see maybe that team win, just not this year. Anyway, 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Oh, yeah. Perfect music for this conversation. 403-974-TALK. Here's an interesting text. I want to read another one which kind of directly answers it. Because this text says, Rob, do you cheer for Canada in the Olympics? It's because a Canadian team is the home team. But wait a sec. This isn't the Olympics. As this person points out, as a lifelong Flames fan, I think it's treason to cheer for another Canadian team, especially Edmonton or Vancouver. These are our enemies. We should want them to fail so we can laugh at them. That's the right answer. Those rivalries matter. You shouldn't turn around and cheer for your hated rival because of some weird, misguided notion of nationalism. You think in Glasgow, Scotland, if Celtic is playing in the Champions League, that fans of Rangers say, well, it'd be great to see a Scottish team win. No, not for a moment. You don't ever cheer for your hated rival, ever. You always cheer for the team that they're playing against. And we're going to throw away those rivals because we're, rivalries because we're insecure as Canadians, and what's the point of them in the first place? So yes, if you're a Flames fan, you should cheer for Edmonton to lose, and you should cheer for Toronto to lose too, because we should all just hate Toronto anyway, even though they're not our rivals. <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's what matters. And maybe people will watch. Maybe Flames fans will watch the Edmonton Oilers just to cheer for whoever it is they're playing, and vice versa. And that's okay too. Uh, all right, anyway. That's pretty much going to do it for us on the program here today. Uh, don't forget, though, we'll have full coverage uh, of the uh, Flames 
playoff run, however long it goes. Dave Rowe is going to have the uh, the Flames playoff report, uh, the Sea of Red playoff report, uh, starting tomorrow morning with reports uh, running in the morning and the afternoons. So it is going to be uh, a very interesting playoff. Um, I'm not going to make any predictions, though, but uh, like like Scott said, the NHL playoffs can be really weird and unpredictable. You get a goalie on a hot streak. You get a team that just uh, just finds something, some kind of magic, and, and weird things can happen, and that makes it fun, too. All right, Angela Cocott is standing by Calgary. Today follows the 3 o'clock news. My name is Rob Breckenridge. We will talk to you tomorrow afternoon at 1230. Take care. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.